Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Okay, so I am back on the regular scheduled program. If you listened to the last episode, you know that over the last couple days, I've been through some interesting things. Needless to say, I am back on it, and here we go again. Uh, Today, what we're going to do is a continuation because there's a lot of words that come up, and I know in this space, it is a lot of uh, acronyms and uh, words that are just really foreign outside of this space are being used. And I know a lot of times when you come into a Twitter space or you come into a Discord board or or just looking at tweets, it might be a little bit intimidating to try to figure out, okay, what does this stuff mean? What are these people speaking about? And even on YouTube, a lot of times they're just not really necessarily uh, explained. So I'm just going to break down a few words. If you look in the uh, the show notes, I always have a, a link to uh, the episode I did, episode number seven, which is some NFT verbiage, which goes through just a, a list of words that we commonly use in this space. However, I really feel the need to add on to that list. So today I'm going to go over 16 different words that you're going to constantly hear. Most times they are mentioned without really giving any explanation. So the first one I'm going to give you is MetaMask. And MetaMask is anything related to an Ethereum-based NFT project. Really, uh, MetaMask is by far the most popular wallet. And many times, uh, creators and people that are in the space, especially if you've been there for a couple months or so, just kind of take it for granted and assume that everyone already knows what MetaMask is. Well, MetaMask is a browser extension. It's really a Chrome-based extension that allows you to connect your Ethereum and stores your NFTs and your currency and what have you. Now, this happens to work with uh, different browsers, such as whether it's Chromium, it works with Chrome, it works with the Brave browser, it works with Edge, and quite quite a few others. But really, it's like a Chromium-based browser extension. And it just links to your Ethereum based wallet, right? And a lot of times you'll hear things about, especially when uh, they're speaking about uh, protecting yourself and uh, securing your NFTs and your wallet and your crypto, uh, they'll speak about uh, seed phrases and that you're not supposed to give out your seed phrase. But a lot of times people don't really explain what the seed phrase is. You're given a list of random words, depending what wallet it is, whether it is the MetaMask wallet or the Phantom wallet, which is uh, where you can store your uh, Solana NFTs and uh, Sol, your Solana, the, the cryptocurrency there. It's These are random Random words can uh, range anywhere from 12 to 24, depending on the wallet, could be even more, but it is just a randomly generated phrase. And without this, you cannot access that wallet. You only The only time you will need this is when you set up that wallet on a new device. So for example, if I have it on my uh, desktop computer and I want to put it on my mobile phone, then I'll have to enter those, those words, which make up the seed phrase, and it will also connect that MetaMask or the Phantom Wallet or whatever it is to that other device or a new laptop or whatever it is. Let's say you get a new computer. Well, that's the only time that you're going to really need this seed phrase. And there is uh, no way to uh, recover your account without having this. That's why you're supposed to have it written down. You're supposed to store it somewhere, preferably offline, but in a secure location that only you really know about it. And with this now, if something crazy happens where you actually lose your 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 seed phrase and your your device crashes or whatever it is and you have to install it onto a new device, well, there is no customer service. There is no one that you can possibly call in order to get this back. So it is your responsibility 100% on you to keep this. So that's why they say seed phrase, do not give it out because you give out your seed phrase to anyone, they will have access to everything in that wallet. So under no circumstances, there will never, ever be a customer service rep. There will never be a project manager. There will be uh, no one that will ever ask you for your seed phrase because only you are supposed to have it.
Another word that you're going to hear commonly too is a secondary market, and that is opposed to uh, getting the mint, right? When we I spoke about mint in the first episode, as far as when I was going through the different verbiage and what have you, is when you're minting it directly from the new project. This is a new project, you know, whether it's ten thousand, eight thousand, eight hundred, whatever it is, you're the first to have it registered to you on the blockchain that is the mint but now when someone sells that uh to another person let's say after the fact that is on the secondary market such as open seas or uh, magic eden or solan art or the wax atomic hub or wherever depending on the blockchain wherever these secondary markets are you have the opportunity to uh, get in on this. Now, the advantage of this is that you can actually pick the art that you want. So if you want a specific design, a specific NFT, maybe you, a certain look that you're looking for, maybe a female, maybe you want someone with a hoodie or a, a particular color or a, a specific trait or feature that you're looking for, well, you can pick through, you can sift through the different markets to actually find exactly what you want. As opposed to when you get the mint, it is completely random. You don't know what you're going to get. And also, if you end up uh, getting a whole bunch of mints or let's say you you no longer want to be a part of a a project, you know, you're not feeling the discord anymore, feeling the direction of the founders. Well, that's where you're going to resell it. You're just going to list it on one of these secondary markets and cash out. And related to the secondary market, you're going to hear a floor price a lot. Floor price is the absolute base price, the cheapest NFT that you can purchase to get into that project. That's the floor price. So if you go into a Discord and they're talking about, oh, the floor price, we need to raise the floor price or this floor price is really going up or the floor price is going down. Well, that's what they, they're speaking about. It is the absolute cheapest one within that collection. And a lot of projects, uh, they have uh, commercial rights. Now, commercial rights is as simply as they sound. It allows you to uh, commercialize on it. You can make a, a profit. You can make a project, whether it is selling merchandise or you can se- create another project and somehow monetize the NFT that you own. Because once you own it, you own the, that that specific art. But some of these projects, such as uh, the Board Eights Out Club or even CryptoPunks to a certain extent or uh, Scary Sharks, which is... Uh, one of them that I have, you you have the commercial rights to it. You can monetize that and however you see fit. You don't own the name itself of whatever collection it is. That is their registered trademark, or even if it's not registered, it is their trademark as far as what the name is. But the actual art itself, the image, that particular one, you can use that to do whatever you want to really monetize it. And non-commercial rights is when they allow you to say, use it on uh, your uh, uh, Twitter profile, or you can use it in different art, or uh, just display it anywhere, but you can't use it to generate money in any kind of way. And really, it's not really listed most cases that non-commercial rights. However, it's sort of implied that, okay, if you buy an NFT, you have at least the non-commercial rights. But if they specifically say, non-commercial rights only. That means they don't want you to uh, put it on merchandise or anything like that. So that is the exact opposite of commercial rights. And the longer you spend in the space, you're going to definitely hear the word rug or rug pull a lot. And rug is just a short of rug pull. I'll give you a visual description of it. Just imagine you're standing on a rug in a living room and someone comes by and literally pulls the rug from under you. What's going to happen? You're going to fall. So in a lot of these projects, when uh, the owners or the developers, I should say, the founders, actually, they they mint, they sell out, and they just run off. They don't deliver. They do not fulfill any of the promises or the roadmap that they said they were going to, and they just disappear. Well, they call that a rug pull. It is they are deceiving. It is a fraudulent uh, project that really the owners were just in it to make a quick buck and then disappear. 
And this usually happens in anonymous projects. And when they say, okay, these are anonymous founders, well, that means no one really knows who they are besides their, their Twitter profile or, or whatever website that they put up and they have a little uh, a figure up there, whoever it is. But there's no one, no real face. There's not like they're having Zoom meetings and they're not having uh, you know public get-togethers and what have you. And so anonymous just means that you know no one knows who they are. And the reason why I even brought that word up is because it's to differentiate between the words pseudonymous. Now, pseudonymous really comes from uh, a pseudonym, which is uh, like an author's pen name, such as uh, Mark Twain. And besides authors, I think probably the easiest way to really understand a pseudonym or a pseudonymous person is like a stage name. Let's say someone who like Sting, a musician such as Gene Simmons from Kiss or a rapper, say Busta Rhymes or Jay-Z or an actor, Jamie Foxx. Well, those are names that we hear and we associate with a specific individual. However, that is not their real name. And what makes this different than, uh, say, anonymous, because you don't know their real name, is that with a pseudonym, a a, a particular reputation is uh, associated with that individual. That, you know, okay, you hear Jamie Foxx, you think of a very highly talented and respected actor and singer. His real name is actually Eric Marlin Bishop. A lot of people don't even know that. But the whole name Jamie Foxx is just a nod to uh, his comedic hero, which was Red Fox. However, when you think of the the many projects that he's been a part of, movies, songs, albums, and so many things, you don't necessarily think of Eric Marlin Bishop. Actually, I know you don't think of Eric Marlin Bishop. You think of Jamie Foxx, so much so that even his children actually uh, use that same Foxx stage name. However, that is not their legal name. And although I am nowhere on the level of a Jamie Foxx, but even think of how I say uh, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, well... That is basically a pseudonym. And the reason how that even came about is because from my days of Xbox gaming, what have you, that was my tag. And that really came about from uh, a t-shirt company that I used to have, which was a Caribbean clothing line and like the art, which of which I think would actually make an amazing NFT project. But that is a different topic in itself. But that is a pseudonym that I was using as my gamer tag, my AOL screen name from back in the day. And, you know, when it came to this NFT space, I just sort of adopted it and I kept using it my actual real name is Taj. Which brings me to the next point of a a word doxed. A lot of times you say, well, are the founders fully doxed? And what that just basically means is, have they been verified as as to really who they are? They're making public their credentials or their actual identity. So uh, this can be done with their LinkedIn account. This can be done with actually going on a record and coming on camera, showing their face and what have you. And there's just just multiple ways of doing this, you know, proving that uh, you are who uh, you say you are. And uh, just think of it like in the old days, of, uh, you know, you think of it as like, well, you're speaking to, let's say someone famous online or whatever. Say, well, if it's really you, hold up, uh, take a photo and hold up a a card saying, you know, this with your screen name on it or hold up a card with today's newspaper on it or something to really verify that is you. But in this whole world of NFTs, usually that's usually done with uh, LinkedIn and all sorts of other credentials. And depending what platform that these uh, people are actually selling these NFTs on, if they do the, the... the KYC verification of know your customer uh, verification that is actually submitting your your identification to whatever platform it is, whether it is an exchange or if it is a market such as a Niftify or something like that, where you submit your identification and that way you're on record as not being someone who's going to do a rug pull. You're not a scammer. If anything, that there is a real verified person that is behind that project. Well, that's what do- doxed is.
And a slang word that you're going to hear a lot is ape in. And when someone says ape in, it's like they, they're just talking about it. they're just really diving into a project. And, you know, they, they pull the trigger, if you will. They dove into it. They bought the NFTs, whether it means one or many or whatever. Said, you know, I'm really aping to this project right now. It's I'm really diving in. I'm just really into this and I'm getting into this. And where that actually comes from is the Board Ape's Yacht Club. Because at the most part, you know, there, there's really there's CryptoPunks and then there is uh, the Board Ape's Yacht Club as the gold standard standard for you know nft projects and that's where that that term really comes from aping in and speaking of board apes yacht club you often hear just people refer to it as basie because board apes yacht club b-a-y-c well it sounds like basie like b-a-y-c <laughs> so that is really where that comes from you'll just hear that uh, said a lot is in twitter spaces and what have you say yeah you know uh i've been watching basie for a while now or have you seen that what basie has done with uh this brand you know with adidas you see basie's partnering with uh that artist that's what they're referring to support eats yacht club and a derivative project is really just a, a spinoff, if you will, of a project. And going back to the Board Exact Club example, they have the Mutant Apes, they have the, the Kennel Clubs, and just so many uh, spinoffs of variations of that project. Because the original one, that's 50 ETH to get into it at this point of uh, recording this at the end of December right now. So these uh, derivatives, these secondary projects that have come off from the same creators, developers, they're cheaper to get into and they allow more people more access to get into the project, if you will, or into the circle, into the community without being able to afford the original ones. And I think of even Chibi Labs, they have actually three levels. They have the Chibi Genesis, then they have the Chibi Apes and the Chibi Galaxies. Well, those are really like derivative projects. They're all from the same creators and what have you. But it's basically a spinoff of the original. But then also, in another way, too, you can hear that term derivative being used. For example, the Metasaur project, which is Metasaurs by Dr. DMT. Well, Dr. DMT is actually a Bored Apes app club using his mad scientist looking ape actually created this whole project and saying that it was Metasaurs by Dr. DMT. So it's like a derivative, although it's not a, a direct spinoff from the founders itself, but is a holder, a member of that Bored Apes app club community that spun off this project. Although, you know, dinosaurs have nothing to do with apes, but it is a connection to it because the, the, the scientists within in the project, if you will, is a bored ape. Another term that you'll hear uh, is expansion project. And the best example I can think of of an expansion project is anything related to uh, the crypto punks, but especially the, the X punks. The X punks is an expansion project of the crypto punks. They're not trying to replace them. They're not trying to outshadow them, but they just saw uh, certain holes uh, within the diversity of uh, the original CryptoPunks, you know, for example, not enough women and the uh, the aliens and the apes not having certain features that, you know, are females that not having hoodies and things like that. So as an expansion to the project, not trying to replace it or outdo it, they wanted to stay true to the original art and the way uh, Larva Labs actually rolled out the project and they launched their own project, which is just completely separate from them. And there are uh, just countless uh, quote unquote copy punks, punk punks up there trying to imitate. But this one is a true expansion in the sense that it really kept the style and just everything that they, they did just to include uh, more diversity. 
If you ever heard the term burning or burning NFTs, it is simply, uh, especially on wax and soul, these are very done pretty commonly over there. It's basically, it's destroying that NFT, if you will. And that might sound like a horrible thing, but it actually helps out the holders in the sense that, um, let's say there was a 10,000 project and 1,000 out of those 10,000s actually burn their NFTs. Now there's only 9,000 left. So it just makes the project even more rare. And different projects might have different burn projects. For example, in Wax, I know with the Blockchain Heroes, they had this uh, burn event where you would actually get points for burning different NFTs and what have you. And uh, you're on the teams of either the, you know, the, the bad guys or the good guys, if you will, the heroes or the, the the villains. And by burning NFTs is how you would actually rack up points for that. And the winning team would get different things. Or over on uh, Solano, my, my Scary Sharks, there was a, a huge problem with the metadata. And I I'll actually uh, define that word uh, in a second, metadata. What they realized uh, were certain features were off and certain things were off. And primarily, it is the the royalty fee. It wasn't uh, a correct amount to be able to fund the DAO and all the different projects growth. So they have a, a burn event where you can actually send in your original sharks, which was basically they're calling it the, the version zero sharks. You send them in and when they're burned, you are sent back the version one sharks that has the correct metadata in it. And uh, you get some uh, bonuses in addition to that as well. But the original ones are actually gone. With that said, the last word is just the metadata. And the metadata is all that information that is associated with the actual NFT, whether it be the name or the the, the various attributes to it. Let's say it has an earring or if it has a beard or a hoodie or what color background it is, all those different things, all that information is stored in what we would call the metadata. That's just really the tables that are sorting out all this information so that everything can be rendered correctly. All the information can be sorted through. And especially with the generative art project, that is really how the art is uh, put together. So with that said, I hope these words really just give you a better understanding of it. And I know I went through uh, quite a bit. I just went very quickly. But if you have any more questions, you have any other words that you'd like to know more about, feel free to reach out to me. My contact information is in the show notes. So hopefully this was helpful to you. And again, as usual, I am just happy to be on this journey with you guys. And I will see you in the next one. Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.